When I was a kid, we would often have pizza on Friday nights. Sometimes it was from a local pizzeria, but more often than not, it was homemade. And I always loved knowing that on Fridays, it was pizza night. Even more, I loved being able to top my own pizza and watch it cook in the oven. As a kid, this was one of the coolest things to me. And whether you have kids or not, making pizza at home is fun. It doesn't have to be every Friday, but I firmly believe that if more people made homemade pizza regularly, the world would be a better place. So, today, on this Friday morning, I'm going to share with you all of the secrets I've picked up over the years about making great pizza at home. It's my hope that with this information, some of you may make pizza tonight, some of you may start a new family tradition, and maybe some of you will even make pizza at home for the very first time and discover just how fun and exciting it can be. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in 5, brought to you by HowToNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. Let's get into it. The secrets of great homemade pizza. First and foremost, you have to decide what kind of pizza you want to make. I'm not talking about toppings here. It's all about the crust. More specifically, do you want a thin crust, a crisp crust, a chewy crust, a thick doughy crust? Knowing what type of crust you want is important for a few reasons. Obviously, the dough recipe is going to change based on what type of crust you want, but the way you cook the pizza will change too. To some extent, the toppings you choose will be dictated by the crust as well. Pizza dough. Thick doughy crusts are better suited to pans than thinner crusts. You can cook a thin crust pizza in a pan, but it's really hard to cook a thick doughy crust without one. The pan doesn't have to be a pizza pan. You can use just a regular old cookie sheet if you want. We'll get into cooking pizza in a in uh, more in a bit. When it comes to the dough, I prefer a thin, chewy crust. Um, I find the recipe from Ricardo is really good, and there's a link on the blog. I used to use it all the time uh, until I had to stop eating pizza, obviously. If you want a crisp crust, remove half the sugar from the recipe. When you cook the pizza, grease a pan with olive oil, use the reduced sugar dough, and cook it at 450 on the middle rack or cook it on a pizza stone. If you want a thick, doughy crust, double the recipe and triple the sugar. If you want a really chewy crust, leave the recipe the same, but double the sugar. If you want it a bit softer, add a tablespoon of olive oil to the dough. Pizza dough is often the barrier that prevents people from making pizza at home. They perceive the dough as being difficult to make and taking a long time, but it really isn't and it really doesn't. The dough recipe I shared above, the one on the blog, only takes 40 to 45 minutes to make from start to finish, and most of that is waiting. And you're probably thinking, well, that's a long time to wait. I'm hungry. I just got home from work. I want to eat. Well, in that time, you can be grating cheese, chopping vegetables, making a salad. It's really not that much time. Once the dough is risen and is ready to go, it's just a matter of rolling it out, topping it, and baking it. If you've opted for a thin crust, cooking it will only take a maximum of 20 minutes much less time if you invest in a $20 pizza stone. So the dough and the time really shouldn't be that much of a constraint. You may be saying that the dough is difficult to make. It isn't. I'm not just saying that because I'm a professional. Pizza dough is very forgiving. Just follow the recipe and you should be good. Yeah, but kneading dough is a pain in the ass. Is it? Is it really? If you have a mixer, you don't have to do anything at all. The mixer will take care of it. And if you're doing... Uh, if you're kneading by hand, it's like a 10-minute forearm workout. You can think of anything that's been frustrating you and take it out on the dough. Easy peasy. Cooking pizza. 
There are a few different ways to cook pizza. The first thing I'll say is that the thicker your crust, the lower the temperature should be. Generally, pizza is cooked at very high temperatures. A wood fire pizza oven will reach temperatures in excess of 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, obviously, your oven isn't going to get that hot, but you should be cooking pizza around 450 to 475 degrees Fahrenheit. Thick crusts should be cooked around 375 to 400. Pizza stones. As I said a few minutes ago, pizza stones are a cheap and effective way to get a delicious crust on your pizza. For the money, they are the best way to cook pizza at home and bread, which you'll know if you listened to the bread one the other day. If you don't have a pizza stone or don't want to buy one, cooking a pizza on a pan is, is a fine way to make pizza. There is another option though. It's a little more difficult, but it makes really good pizza. Cooking in cast iron. If you can make, uh, you can make a very delicious pizza in a cast iron pan. Excuse me for a second, sorry. Uh, the secret is that you have to preheat the pan. This is where it gets a bit difficult. You have to make the pizza in the pan because there is no way you're going to get a to get uh, excuse me a dressed pizza into a cast iron pan. It's just not going to happen. You have to take the hot hot pan, put the dough in it carefully as not to burn yourself, and then put your toppings on and put it all in the oven. There is a very high degree of risk here. It's very easy to bump the edge of the pan with your hand and then burn city and it sucks but it makes really good pizza cooking pizza on a cookie sheet or a pizza pan this is probably the most common way to make pizza at home and again there's nothing wrong with the pizza making pizza this way just make sure to oil the pan with olive oil generally i recommend cooking the pizza in the lower third of the oven if you're using a pan this way the bottom cooks more evenly don't cook it on the very bottom cook it on like the second level Topping the pizza. Pizza sauce. First things first, let's talk about the sauce. It's very common to overcomplicate the sauce. It happens a lot. For me, the sauce should be simple. More often than not, all I'll do is take a can of whole tomatoes, the best ones I can buy, San Marzano tomatoes if you can get them. They're imported from Italy. And yes, it really does make a difference. Now, I puree the tomatoes with a bit of sugar, salt, and pepper, maybe a garlic clove or two, a touch of olive oil, and fresh basil. That's it. That's the whole sauce. It's not cooked or anything. This sauce takes literally four minutes to make. And if you want measurements, I'd say for a can of tomatoes, probably a tablespoon of sugar, a pinch of salt, pinch of pepper, one or two garlic cloves of garlic, a tablespoon of olive oil, and six or seven basil leaves. If you want a thicker sauce, use either a bit of tomato paste in the above sauce, or just use tomato paste and water it down slightly. The problem I have with this is that tomato paste has a strong and very specific flavor, which I don't love in this application, but it's up to you. Uh, you can add other things to your sauce, like oregano, fennel seeds, but it's unnecessary. Keep it simple, and making pizza will be fun. Complicate it, there are more things to go wrong. Uh, and it takes longer, and you have to put in more effort. Keep it simple. Meat. This should go without saying, but only put cooked meat on your pizza. It's not going to be in the oven long enough to cook meat from raw. Other than that, go wild. I really like to keep it simple. Pepperoni, salami, maybe bacon or pancetta. If I'm using prosciutto, I put it on after the pizza comes out of the oven. Other than that, go crazy.
vegetables. Just like with the meat, I prefer to put cooked vegetables on my pizza. That way I'm not biting into raw onions or anything. Things that I will often put on a pizza are roasted bell peppers, caramelized onions, roasted sautéed mushrooms, uh, cooked spinach, anything like that. I find that cooking the vegetables actually kind of elevates the pizza and gives it that high-end flavor. Cheese. You've come all this way. You've made the dough, made the sauce, cooked your pizza, cooked your meat, excuse me, and vegetables, and you've put it all together. Now it's time to finish the pizza with some cheese. You reach for the pre-grated bag of mozzarella that you bought and start putting it on the pizza. Here's the problem. You've gone through all this effort and forethought, and now you're putting shitty cheese on your pizza. Like the shittiest cheese you can buy. At the very least, buy mozzarella and grate it yourself. If you want the best pizza you can make, go to the deli aisle and get a ball of fresh mozzarella. It's going to look small and it's going to seem expensive, but you don't need to use a ton of it. And there is way more in that baseball-sized piece of fresh mozzarella than there appears to be. You don't even need to grate it. Once you open the package, you can just peel the layers away, and it'll make such a big difference. Now, topping mistakes. The biggest mistakes people make when topping their pizza is that they put way too much stuff on it. I'm not going to talk about cladding flavors or anything like that. What I'm going to say is much more practical. If you overload your pizza with toppings, it's not going to cook. You'll get bits of raw dough. The toppings won't be heated through. It's just not enjoyable. When topping your pizza, put just enough on so that you get a bit of everything in every bite. That's all you need. Whether it's cheese, pepperoni, or vegetables, just enough is enough. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and 5 brought to you by HaveNotBurnShit.com, your modern culinary manual. This has been a long episode, but I think there's a lot of really good information in here. Um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly or on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like, subscribe, rate, comment, share this podcast. Share it, share it, share it. Uh, tell your friends about it. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you go out and make some pizza. And I hope that you have a fantastic weekend. I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace.